A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. M the Zone. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, as we start a Thursday morning, blasts have been heard in eastern Ukraine. Russia is marching in, and that's got the markets on their ear this morning. Good morning, everyone. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke, glad to be along with you. Our commodities are red hot and double digits higher overnight, but with that uh, invasion, our Dow Jones Industrial Average, when I walked in this morning, was down more than 600 points. It's backed off on that a little bit, but uh, it's still in a lot of red ink. The good news for us this morning is Mike North, a major partner with Everag out of Platteville, is going to be joining us live. We will focus in largely on dairy because we got the latest milk production figures, and Wisconsin's milk looks like it's plateaued. He'll focus in on that, but I'm sure that he'll also be giving us some insights into why this morning April fluid milk is up as much as 75 cents. Going to be an interesting day, that's for sure. Interesting weather-wise, also, we are now seeing more alerts that are coming into effect later today and into the overnight hours for south-central and southwest Wisconsin. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, will bring you the details. The forecast I've got in front of me is calling for some afternoon snow to be developing. 25 are expected high today. Tomorrow, clouds and 25 Saturday. Sunshine bouncing up to 36 degrees. You know, we talk about that sunshine and how temperatures are fluctuating uh, pretty dramatically over the past two weeks' time. Uh, is that an indication of what farmers and gardeners are going to deal with this year as far as weather? We're going to listen to an expert on it. He's down in Ames, Iowa, tracking weather systems and pointing the finger at areas that were dry last year and look like they're going to be dry this spring. we got a lot to cover this morning. Stick around. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Spring is right around the corner. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And those birds, they're starting to move around and might be bringing some unwanted pests with them. Pam, you had the opportunity to talk to somebody about that. Yeah, that's Let right. Know. That's right, Jill. We are talking about avian influenza, and it is unwelcome for sure for anybody that owns any kind of birds, whether it's chickens, whether it's ducks, whether it's pheasants, whatever it may be, your birds could be at risk. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I talked about it with Dr. Darlene Conkle. She's our Wisconsin State veterinarian, and she is getting briefings every day from veterinarians in other states, particularly along the eastern seaboard, all the way up as far as Indiana, about this new strain of avian influenza, highly pathogenic, and right now, no cure. She gives us an update on what she's hearing. Uh, yes, it has. Uh, there have been an increasing number of detections in Europe uh, earlier this year, or last year, rather, 
um, and uh, just before the holidays, um, was detected in wild birds along the east coast of North America. So it is a, a strain of highly pathogenic avian influenza, and uh, most recently was was detected on a poultry farm in Indiana, and then just today heard of um, two more detections on on poultry premises, one in Kentucky and one in Virginia. So we do know it's out there. Um, it's a strain of highly pathogenic avian influenza. So, you know, again, the, the best way to protect against avian influenza or even other pathogens is to use really good biosecurity and just keeping a close eye on, on, on your birds and paying attention to things like washing hands and using separate pairs of coveralls and boots, uh, not sharing equipment and, and all those sorts of things. You know, the last time that I really dug into this uh, situation with avian influenza was 2015 when Wisconsin ended up depopulating some of our uh, bird facilities because of an infection. So explain for people a little bit on why it's necessary, whether you've got a large quantity of birds or maybe just a few hens in the backyard, that you heed this biosecurity warning. Mm-hmm. Well, the highly pathogenic avian influenza can be carried by wild birds. We know that. So any type of flock could be susceptible. So you're right. No matter how large or how how small, it's important to, to pay attention to biosecurity. I should mention also that um, livestock premises registration is required for any poultry premises in Wisconsin. And that also doesn't matter how large or how small you are. So that's a free system. Uh, for people to sign up and register their premises, even if they have just one or two backyard chickens. And uh, that gives us information that's really invaluable to know where these premises are. And uh, just recently, we were able to send out some information to those poultry premises with with emails in our system to let them know about these high-path AI detections so they could take precautions. Yeah, right. Dr. Darlene Conkler, our Wisconsin State Veterinarian, along with us. Help people that are super sensitive right now, Darlene, to their own health understand uh, why the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection really does keep an eye on avian influenza. It is something we worry about with our poultry, our bird flock, but we do have to be have a little cautionary concern for human health. That's correct. Uh, so far with this particular strain of high-pass avian influenza, appears to be just affecting birds, which is good news. Uh, some of these strains can mutate or adapt to infecting people, and we haven't seen that recently with these with this strain. Uh, but public health will also be keeping a close eye on these detections as well. So again, things like washing hands, um, keeping contacts with your poultry to a minimum, not, not allowing visitors to to have a lot of contact with poultry and in, in using separate equipment are all good ideas. So what kind of a network of communication goes on between states, between poultry producers? You mentioned about our uh, Livestock Identification Consortium, but what about you as peers, Donna? Do you feel pretty comfortable, or Darlene, do you feel pretty comfortable about the network of communications to quickly respond to these kinds of things? Yes, we were in real close contact with our USDA partners, and they've been keeping states really well informed about these detections. Uh, in fact, there'll be a conference call this afternoon to discuss some of the newer ones. Uh, so, yeah, good network of communication between state and federal contacts and among states. We also try to keep those lines of communication open here in Wisconsin um, by meeting with our 
poultry producers regularly and trying to get information out to those who have premises registered. What, I mean, aside from, uh, like we said, once the wild birds really start uh, migrating over Wisconsin, what are some of the early signs that I might have a problem in my flock? Some of the early signs could be as subtle as uh, being off feed or a drop in egg production. That would be one of the very earliest signs. With these high path strains, the birds will tend to get sick pretty quickly and it can lead to death of the birds. But uh, keep an eye on on feed intake, water intake, and egg production are really good ways to detect a problem early. And if one gets it, does that essentially mean the whole flock will? Likely any of the birds that are in contact will become infected. This is going to be a new strain for any birds in the U.S. They won't have seen it before. So likely they're not going to have a lot of immunity to it. So it does tend to spread through a flock when the birds are are in close contact with each other. Gee, you know, and like I said, the humans, we're so conscientious right now on vaccinations, boosters. I am going to guess that there's really not much in the way of pharmaceuticals that can help protect our birds, or am I wrong? No, that's correct, too. There's not a vaccine available for this newest strain currently. Um and uh, not any, it's a virus, so it's not going to be susceptible to antibiotics. So really trying to prevent it is, is the best way. Dr. Darlene Conkles, along with us, our Wisconsin State Veterinarian. We are talking about avian influenza, a hot streak that's been detected in the south, southeast, eastern portion of the United States. And because of the way that birds uh, migrate over the state, you have to be particularly aware as of right now. And Darlene, when we talk about uh uh, the birds, it's all birds. It's not just chickens. It's it's all birds, your ducks, your geese, potentially all of them, right? Yes, all the, the birds that people would potentially raise uh, at their homes would be susceptible to this. So uh, chickens, turkeys, waterfowl, as you mentioned, are, are going to be susceptible. Is there a place that I can go on the web? Uh, does Department of Ag had have a tip sheet. Maybe I'm new. Maybe I just got started with backyard birds in the past couple of years because of the pandemic. Might be kind of new to this. Are there any resources that we should be channeling them towards? Yes, uh, the DATCAP website is a great great source of information, datcp.wi.gov. If you type in avian influenza to the search bar, we have a page dedicated to information about avian influenza, and it includes resources like a checklist for enhanced biosecurity and and information for poultry owners. And we also have links to the USDA website on that site as well. I don't wish this on you, Dr. Conkle, but uh, help people understand Department of Ag's responsibility is to mobilize. If for some reason we start to see this hot avian influenza strain show up in the state, your, your job is to mobilize and protect the rest of the state, correct? That's correct. So we are um, reviewing our response plans and uh, positioning ourselves to react quickly if we do get a detection. Um, That's part of the reason for sending out information to all the poultry owners as well. We want people to be on the lookout and let us know if they're seeing anything unusual. Um, Those numbers are on the website as well, how to get a hold of us. And um, it is to protect the entire flock in the state that, that will respond quickly 
with USDA's help to any positive detection. All right. Well, let's hope this is the cautionary conversation in front of what we hope will be an avian influenza-free spring here in Wisconsin. But like we said, it has already impacted some poultry flocks uh, in the along the eastern shore, the southeast, and could be coming our way. That's Dr. Darlene Conkle, our Wisconsin State veterinarian, making you aware to be diligent. If you own birds of any type, be aware, biosecurity ready, when it comes to avian influenza. More details available on the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection website and ours, MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair, and for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Rihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash, call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you for justice myjustice.com what to do with three days off each week a quick trip up north hit the bike trails around the driftless or just lounge around binge watching your favorite movies when you work at cardinal glass in mazamani your career is world class so you can live first class you work four days a week with three days off cardinal glass in mazamani is now hiring production associates and maintenance competitive pay advancement opportunities medical dental vision profit sharing and more apply today at cardinal glass From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, goodness. I swear, we just take a breath yesterday with the weather that we had, and now all of a sudden we got to turn around and prepare for another winter weather advisory. Let's talk about it. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. I mean, people have to understand you've got a you've got a full-time job in radio taking care of radio things and all of a sudden this weather is keeping you preoccupied for sure in next 24 hours or so, huh? Yeah, but it's, you know, as storms go, as winter weather goes, this doesn't sound all that unusual. I think we've probably all seen it. I mean, this low is going to pass to our south. The winter weather advisory, Pam's mentioning, lines up in the southern, oh, probably third of Wisconsin. Oh, from the Dells over to Waupon, that uh, northern part of Dodge County. 
and out into western Wisconsin as well, southwest Wisconsin especially, there's some lake effect snow. Very light activity in far southeast Wisconsin already this morning. What will happen is low pressure is going to pass by to our south. The system's still out in the Rockies, but it will move east, go down toward Oklahoma, maybe up into Missouri. Far enough to the south, I don't think we'll call it a winter storm, but there's going to be some snow. How about that? And anticipating that even late this afternoon and certainly into the night, snow develops and there will be some accumulation overall. I think we're talking a couple of inches, one or two, Lacrosse, Moss, and Madison, maybe a little heavier Beaver Dam and on towards southeast Wisconsin up to three inches. Just not that big of a snow event. One of those that, as good Wisconsinites, we kind of push under our belts and just keep going. Sure, we'll get out with the skid loaders and the snow blowers and clean it all up tomorrow morning. But that snow develops by very late today into the evening hours, last into the nighttime. And by tomorrow morning, it should be done. So plan on Friday morning snow cleanup. That's going to be the name of the game, but nothing major. Two, maybe three inches. That should be about the most of it. But there'll be some snow around. Fortunately enough, it doesn't come with a 30 and 40 mile per hour wind gust. Wind's only gusting up to around 10 or 15 overnight and into the day tomorrow. That certainly cuts down on the amount of blowing and drifting and the lack of visibility that results with winter storms. So this one doesn't sound too bad but there will be snow. Count on that. Temperatures staying cooler than normal yet today and tomorrow, beginning to moderate somewhat. In fact, Saturday, getting back to about normal and then more likely some above normal temperatures showing up into next week. As I look on toward Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's a good chance we'll be in the upper 30s and low 40s for highs. I'll have forecast details right after this. Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits. And this year, member owners will receive $202 million back in patronage. Talk with your local Compure team to learn more or visit compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors, including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. 2022 All Rights Reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu. Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers. WFBF.com. You'll learn so much. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. All right, now I guess we're done. Go ahead, Stu, and give us some details on that weather. All right, the winter weather advisory, 3 p.m. until 6 a.m. Friday in that southern part of Wisconsin, south of the Dells to Waupon. And I expect today there'll be old glimmers of sun, but more likely a mostly cloudy day and some light snow developing late in the day. The high in the mid-20s, the east winds about 5 to 15. 
with clouds and snow in the nighttime. We'll drop back to the low teens. The winds become north at 5 to 10. Partly sunny skies Friday. Still a little cool back in the mid-20s. North winds 5 to 10 becoming west. Sunny Saturday, mid-30s with the southwest winds at 5 to 15. Like I say, Pam, an inch or two, maybe some three-inch snowfall amounts here or there, but not a major winter storm. But, yes, there will be some snow. Well, you know, let's call it moisture. How about we go with that, huh? I like that. It's moisture, and by the time we talk upper 30s and 40s next week, it'll be gone. Yeah, good point. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow for a final chat before the weekend, okay? You got it. Have a good day. See ya. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with those weather details, so get the shovel ready at least for the next 24 hours or so, and then, like he said, we'll be up in the 30s by the weekend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Watch some great hockey and support Madison Area Crime Stoppers on Friday, February 25th at 7.05 p.m. when the Madison Capitals take on the Cedar Rapid Rough Riders. Participate in a 50-50 raffle with 50% of the proceeds going to Madison Area Crime Stoppers. Bring your kids to meet McRuff the Crime Dog. Watch Middleton Police Department's Chief Troy Hellenbrand drop the ceremonial first puck. You can purchase your game tickets at tickets.madcapshockey.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that partners with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners to prevent and solve crimes in our community. If you have any information about criminal activity in Dane County, you can submit a tip anonymously by calling 608-266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. If your tip leads to an arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we've removed the barriers between you and your money. We've made every ATM your ATM with unlimited refunds on surcharge fees. With our mobile app, deposit your checks and pay your bills. Simplify savings with smart automation. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When someone is injured in a bad crash, they probably know that smart, experienced attorneys can help. But if they've never hired an attorney before, it can be easy to put it off until later, instead of calling right away to get the help they urgently need. Unfortunately, that delay can end up causing expensive losses on top of the harm someone has already suffered. At Clifford & Rihala, we understand how someone who has been injured in a crash may be confused or even scared to reach out for help. We understand how injuries, medical bills, and lost work can leave people exhausted and overwhelmed. Call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim and work with experienced attorneys with a track record of success to help get you your maximum compensation. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, 
your custom jeweler. Now that you've had the chance to spend more time utilizing your kitchen, you've probably noticed a few things you want to improve upon. Remodeling your kitchen not only makes your home more livable, it'll also help increase the value of the entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year... We'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Wisconsin hockey, it's, you know, it's a season that's a little left to be desired this year. Um, it lost, in, you know, a lot of scoring and whatnot from last year. You look at this as an opportunity. You got, uh, what, the, coming off that uh, two losses to Notre Dame and nothing going on. You got Minnesota what, coming up here. Yep, this is coming up there, right? So, I mean, this it's weekend, yeah. this weekend. Oh, yeah, this so, weekend. Excuse me, I mean, they were off. Then this you weekend. throw everything out the window. They were off, excuse me. You got it. It's, it's, it's pride now, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, That's what it comes down to. It's just you're playing for pride, border battle. And this is it, right? And this is it. And then you get into Big Ten playoffs. They're obviously going to yeah. be on the road. Yeah. And they're either going to play, I think, and, Notre Dame or yeah. Ohio State. And, I mean, you really want to at least steal one this weekend. Yeah. Because then you play Notre Dame, which I think they have a matchup better against than Ohio State. So they could, yeah, I mean, I think it happened. And there's a little bit of parity. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's, you know, as I was sort of reflecting on the season as we looked back on it, and we had some tough conversations, right? It's, yeah. uh, I think it's, we're going to have a couple more tough ones. It's, too. it's difficult. And so you have, I just looked at it, and they're, and they're, win-loss record, they had two stretches where it was six in a row and then seven in a row. Yeah. I think there's a tie in the seven row, but still, they didn't win in seven games. So you put those stretches in the middle of the season, I mean, you just can't do that. You can't lose six in a row. You can't lose seven in a row. You can't snowball. Well, we can't, talk about snowballing, right? You just yeah. can't do that. So that's that's something that just... Uh, well, as, you know, as, 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 as losses can snowball, can win snowball then? Yeah, you bet, man. Okay. You and bet. It's, it goes both ways. Uh, it has to, right? It's the yin we and the yang. We what we were just talking about, RJ, on the way up. Oh, we were talking about coaching, yeah. right? Yeah, we were talking about how uh, since the Canadians went to... Uh, uh, Martin St. Louis. Martin St. Louis and 
called up some other guys from their AHL team, and now Cole Caulfield's on a little bit of a run. Dude, he did it. And, yeah, yeah. that sick 10-second into the OT winner He's a he baller. had. I mean, so he just needed a better yeah. – talk about coaching. You have a different coach comes in, and all of a sudden he gives you confidence. Snowball, right? Yep, Goes yep, the other way. Yep, the, yep. The, the Caulfield feels yep. good about himself, and, and he's producing. Yeah. Doesn't feel good about himself. Well, yeah. you're not he's a piece of, you know what I mean? And then, and then he gets sent down to the minors and he's not, I mean, that's just, it's I don't just know how they, both ways. How would they say that in, uh, in Quebec? What would be the French version of calling someone POS? Uh, POSA. <laughs> can I say it? <laughs> Tabernacle? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. You can say it. You can say it, Bear. Uh, I know it. We'll I, have to put the French explicit yeah. thing on the I know it in, um, I think it's Russian, Jolpa. That means ass, so... Splasiba is uh, thank you in okay. Russian. Uh, Nazdarovia is like a cheers. Ooh, yeah. that sounds pretty good. Oh. Privyet. Any Norwegian? Uh, Norwegian, yeah. Privyet. Cock- Skull. Cocktaila is hello, how are you? Privyet. Cocktaila. Wow. You can say worldly. Yeah. He was worldly. Well, there, was, there was a time when uh, Barry Richter, I worked uh, at Macy's for a little bit when I was uh, going to school, and there was a lot of uh, uh, Russian women in the makeup department, and I always would talk to them. And they tried to they tried to teach me some Russian along the way, there so yeah, so that's how I learned it. All right, so Barry Richter joining us right now. So Wisconsin hockey, we'll see you against Minnesota. It's it's yeah. it's you know, it, we'll have some more. I hope not tough conversations moving forward, but something's got to something's got to. Yeah, an article t- came out last Saturday, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I read that. You know, like questions. McIntosh. There's a lot of questions there. Yeah, questions, and they're gonna they're gonna look at that stuff after the season. So let's just try to finish strong, focus, and uh, you know let you know Macintosh has got a. Got to review everything. I don't know, you know, who knows what. He was pretty high level in the article. I think it's. Uh, well, one thing that uh, a lot of people talk about is like the young kids, like the one and dones versus like your three or four year players. Next year, I know it's it's a long ways away from next hockey season, but do they have guys that are going to be sticking around? Do they have a nice crop of incoming players? Yeah, I was at uh, the Madison Capitals game on Friday. USHL, and that's where that's pretty much a breeding ground for is Division it, One. Is a dollar beer night still on Fridays? Some it of might them, have been. Some I might have been. I was with my son, so <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> it was dollar Mountain Dew night. Okay, gotcha. I'll say which son. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So uh, Looking at you, Blake. Dexheimer, there's a, there's a kid named uh, Dexheimer on the team, a defenseman that just looks like he would be a great. He's a puck moving defenseman. You know, he's not going to be a first rounder, but he's going to be someone that can help out in the blue line and the power play. Yeah. That'll be here for at least three years, four mm-hmm. years. You know, he's not going to be here and, for one season. So and yeah, they do two, have those two kids weeks ago. You in. were talking about have, needing to have those kids. So when you have the the class that just left, where you had a whole bunch of underclassmen and all your scoring leave, you don't have to try to. Mm-hmm. Build a whole new class that replaces that. You have those guys in place. Now, does Absolutely. that come as a surprise? Like, did that come as a? I was reading the article that you were referring to in Granado talking about. Like, it kind of came as a surprise of all those guys leaving. Is it truly a surprise when you're that good? To like, he like, might have. He might have thought that some of them, like maybe two of them, might have stayed. Like, how do you combat switched, that? Like, obviously, you, know, you don't know some that COVID in there too. Yeah. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Our friend Mike North, principal with Everag out of Platteville, is going to be joining us live this morning. The good news, we have got robust markets for him to focus his attention on. Uh, Dairy up as much as 75 cents on our April fluid milk contract. And yesterday we got our January milk production figures. 
Wisconsin milk production kind of plateaued down a little bit compared to a year ago. Mike North is going to give us his perspective on all things dairy. He's up in about 20 minutes. I'm glad you're along with us. I'm PM Yankee again. More winter weather on the way starting as soon as this afternoon for southwest Wisconsin, south central Wisconsin. Afternoon snow showers start probably around 5 o'clock today. 25 are expected high during the day. Then tomorrow, clouds in 25. Saturday, we bounce up to sunshine and 36 degrees. So today is Thursday, the 24th day of February. What can I tell you? Not a lot of major items for me to focus in on as far as uh, history is concerned. I guess we can wish happy wedding anniversary to former NFL quarterback Joe Montana. Did you know he, he's been married three times Uh, His recent wife, Jennifer Wallace, and he are celebrating their anniversary. They got married on this day back in 1985. On this day in 1987, radio personality Larry King suffered a heart attack. And on this day in 1989, stalker Margaret Ray was found in David Letterman's home. She said he was she was his wife. So some odd ones for you this morning. But now, you know. You know, I think in a matter of weeks, farmers, gardeners, everybody's going to be talking about it, the weather. And already, speculation underway that we're going to be dry for our growing season. What about it? Well, Dennis Toddy is a meteorologist at the Midwest Climate Hub down in Ames, Iowa. And he's been keeping an eye on the forecasting maps, what happened last year, what the winter's been like. And he's got some points that he wants to make. He said, first of all, in some parts of farm country, it's going to stay dry. And that means right on through the month of March. Better chances for March of above average temperatures the further east and south you go. And the farther you go into the plains and the northern plains, particularly the less chance there is of being above average in temperatures. We're talking about the month as a whole, not an individual event. And it does look like we rebound relatively quickly after the cold outbreak this week. And these are all based on looking at La Nina and also looking at at soil moisture at this point. Dennis Toddy, the director of the Midwest Climate Hub in Ames, Iowa, he said there are areas with a lot of snow on the ground, and they're probably going to have a little bit of a challenge getting started with spring planting this year. The outlooks have been talking, and they have been fairly good. Most of the cold was supposed to stay further north, especially up into Canada. We have had some of that cold work its way down into parts of the north-central U.S., but that's mainly been in the area where we've had snow cover. As you get further west in the northern plains, there hasn't been much snow cover, so they haven't been that cold up in that area. So the cold has been more focused on the areas where we've had some snow. And that's the rub. Where is the snow? Toddy says that the eastern Corn Belt, central Illinois, some of those areas have had big storms, could slow them down this spring. Meanwhile, other areas looking to the sky waiting for moisture. The area of the eastern Corn Belt, central to eastern Corn Belt, say central Illinois and eastward, they have had several large storm events and the outlooks lean toward the wet side for them. Planting delays, possible prevent plant in places, is definitely on the radar there. Most of the plains area, central to southern plains particularly, drought conditions have worsened there. We've been dry and warm for the winter. It's more a concern, can we get some more moisture for them? The eastern Dakotas, parts of northern Minnesota, going to be a little interesting. They got a little bit wet late in the year, and they get snow up there, so there could be some delays in that area. And then you've got the area in between. 
state. Missouri, Iowa, kind of a mixed bag right now. Iowa, we still have some carryover dry soils. And then we get over to parts of Wisconsin. We've got some fairly dry soils there. We have areas that keep missing rainfall in that area. So largely wetter problems east, drier problems west, and then some kind of mixed bags in between. Dennis Toddy, he is the director of the Midwest Climate Hub in Ames, Iowa. So what about Wisconsin? What about our surrounding states? Well, as most of you can attest, we're dry, and Toddy says that's got him a little concerned. Basically, from Nebraska south in the plains is dry to very dry. Parts of Iowa and Wisconsin are quite dry in northern Illinois. It's kind of a carryover from last year. And then parts of the Dakotas, depending on where you are and what the situation is. Part of the problem in the Dakotas is we've had some moisture in some areas, but not enough moisture for runoff for ponds and dugouts from a livestock standpoint. The Plains area, we're very concerned at this point because of the dry conditions. Wheat has been showing some of the problems with the drought, some of the wind problems over the winter. We will wait and see. Again, that's Dennis Toddy. He's a meteorologist and the director of the Midwest Climate Hub in Ames, Iowa. I don't think they're really talking about weather, but instead, a blast being heard in eastern Ukraine. Russia is on the move and headed that direction. It's got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down considerably this morning, but our commodities are red hot. We'll take a quick look at numbers in just a moment, and then Mike North with Everag out of uh, Platteville going to be joining us live this morning with our dairy perspective. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Mike North, principal with Everag out of Platteville, joining us live in just a moment to focus in on dairy. Yesterday, the U.S. Department of Agriculture issued the January milk production figures, and Wisconsin's milk production was down a little bit compared to a year ago. 2.67 billion pounds of milk produced within our border. That's down about 0.3% compared to last January. 1.27 million head of dairy cows in our state, 2,000 fewer than December, but up 11,000 compared to January a year ago. Every one of the cows, though, producing about 25 pounds of milk less this January than she did last. The 24 major dairy-producing states as a group saw January milk production down 1.4% compared to a year ago. Now, markets this morning are reacting to blasts being heard in the eastern Ukraine. If you're watching your... 401k, your retirement fund, you're not going to like what's going on this morning. Again, it looks like the Dow Jones Industrial Average right now 
down about 600 points, but our commodities are red hot. December corn this morning's up 32 cents right now at 6.43. November soybeans are up 54 cents at 15.41. The July new crop wheat is up 50 cents at 9.28. Now, dairy yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped two cents to 193.5. 40-pound black cheese was unchanged. Double-A butter dropped a penny to 264 a pound. This morning, March milk is up 64 cents, currently at 22.66 a hundredweight. April milk's up 75 cents, 23.23 a hundredweight. What's going on in the marketplace besides Russia and the Ukraine? Mike North stepping to the microphone next with the answers. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Because of you, someone will feel more at home in their new home. Because of you, living with memory loss is a little less scary. Because you put the Bright Star in senior living. Bright Star is looking for caregivers and resident assistants. Bright Star believes in providing the highest quality assisted living and memory care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the markets are very, very active in overnight trade this morning. Again, all on the news that uh, Russia has attacked the Ukraine by land, by sea, on foot, uh, missiles uh, being launched. So it, it's for real. They're calling it the darkest hours since World War II as far as Europe's history is concerned. And it's disrupting all of our markets. Thank goodness we've got Mike North, principal with EverAg out of Platteville, joining us live this morning to help us break it down. Yeah, we perfect morning for me to put you on the hot seat, buddy, because everything's going <laughs> bananas. Uh, I think people are going to pass out if they look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average and they're close to retirement because that's really nasty. But commodities are so strong. Take me through this. How does an analyst look at this kind of a world event? Well, you have to look at the global flows of commodities. 
And when we talk about Ukraine, it's important to understand the markets they're most involved in. And so when we when we look at that really, really closely, you've got commodities like barley in rye, in which they're, you know, one of the, the largest exporters in the world. But it gets closer to home when you keep running down the list and you see that they're the number three exporter of wheat and you see that they're the number four exporter of corn. The moment you take them out of the game, you now must replace those flows of commodities that would have left their country by other sources. And that is going to certainly be something that the U.S. is going to participate in as a global seller and provider of product. So when we talk about things like wheat and corn, uh, as a major exporter of those products ourselves, we're going to be asked now by all of these other buyers of grain that would have relied on Ukraine to now supply them too. And so it's no wonder why wheat is up the limit of 50 cents all the way across the board and why corn is up 35 cents and soybeans are up 50. They are essentially looking at us as the you know, one of the next or if not the only place to source products from, and that's going to elevate the cost of feed on dairies across the state, across the country, because now we have more people tugging on the same finite supply. Right. How long, you know, uh, people can only withstand this kind of stress for so long. I'm guessing the market's kind of the same way. How long uh, does this play out? Is it uh, is it going to be uh, everybody scattered and run right now, and then we'll have our position squared by Friday? What what's your thoughts? So you make a great point. You know, commodity markets. Well, any market for that matter. It's like a rubber band. You can only stretch it so far before it snaps back. And you know, we're in certainly a market like that where we're testing the demand side to see just how eager the buyers are. Uh, obviously, with a move like this, this this is an expression of fear and panic. We were at these levels last year, if you remember. We took corn even higher to a price of 775. Um, we've you know had uh, soybeans higher. You know these are these are prices that aren't unfamiliar, but they're also very rare. And so uh, you know, can we go higher? Yes, we've proven that already in the last 12 months. So as I look at this, I don't see this as something that's way outside of normal, but I also see it as something that holds on very, very short periods of time. So um, when you see a move like this, you're, you're best not to be emotionally responsive. Um, you know, obviously, if, if uh, you know, you're sitting wide open in, in, in markets, we always tell folks that, you know, you want to make sure that you're protected. Just don't be irrational. Um, and so, uh, you know, when you see a move like this, expect it to be a short-lived deal. But we're in, as you pointed out, one of the darkest hours since World War II in, in Europe. How will that play in? Because that, that's, that, that's greater than my lifetime. I have not seen uh, those type of moments, those types of emotions uh, have to play out in a market. That could be a new experience. Maybe that does give cause for new highs in the market. And if you go back to 2012, we took corn as high as eight and a half dollars. We had soybeans rubbing up under eighteen dollars a bushel. You know, we've watched as wheat has gone, you know, well up into the teens. Soybean meals been at five hundred and fifty dollars a ton. You know, these are things that certainly can move the needle. 
and that's across all commodities. Let's not forget the oil and energy sector. We, you know, we took out a hundred dollars a barrel and, you know, we've got oil trading at massively high prices as well. So, you know, this isn't just a grain discussion. This, this covers all territory uh, of commodities and raw materials. Um, the things that, you know, we could run into problems with, and this is where we could impact dairy markets if we shut down global dairy trade as a byproduct of, uh, you know, supply channels being shut down, um, that could make life a little bit more interesting as we're trying to move our product into other hands. You know, perishable goods are, you know, something that ultimately require a little bit more of a, a sensitive timeline to move product from point A to point B. So, you know, that's another thing that we're watching and, you know, certainly you saw some pressure yesterday in the livestock markets. Um, but all the way around, this is going to be a very emotional time. Emotional times, uh, when it comes to raw materials, invite a lot of buying slash hoarding, people trying to get their hands on what's here, um, you know, in fear that there's not going to be something coming later. Just out of curiosity, and I agree with you, the volumes, folks, that are being traded in commodities this morning are crazy high. What about transportation, Mike, uh, for deals that are already done? Or, you know, help me understand, do we have any transportation issues we've got to watch in that region that could impact us? Yeah, so even if you have some sort of contracted volume in play, it's real easy for the seller of that who's trying to ship product out to claim force majeure and walk away from a contract altogether. This is truly one of those circumstances where if there's military blockades, what are you going to do? It's outside of their control and they will just shut down any shipment of, uh, of, of product. Now, so far to this point, we have not observed any slowdowns of product flowing out of the Ukraine. Most of the wheat's already been moved out of country because harvest was eight months ago a lot of the corn is flowing on a relatively normal pace it's it's only slightly behind schedule but it's it's continuing to leave ships are moving um nothing's been disrupted to this point but overnight with what's developed uh that could all change it's hard to say mike north along with us he's a principal with ever aggies at their platteville location this morning always want to remind you when we get into these kinds of situations and you need an advisor. The folks at EverAg are standing by. Just go to ever.ag and you'll uh, find the contact information there. I could go on with you for another 45 minutes, buddy, but we're all out of time. Take it easy, Mike. Thank you very much. We'll catch up with you again soon. You bet. Thank you, Pam. Have a great morning. All right. Mike North along with us. Joining us live this morning from Platteville, as we said, uh, Russia has invaded the Ukraine by land, air, and sea. And uh, the markets are reacting. Dow Jones Industrial Average, last time I looked, down more than 800 points. Commodities, on the other hand, are uh, in very strong and robust territory. Make sure you're using risk protection today to try to capitalize on benefits where you can or protect yourself from uh, the things that might be coming up. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. This is the Midwest.